You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked on Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking with Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the Fansided Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy, uh, well, I guess it's not a victory Friday. The Timberwolves lost to the Denver Nuggets on Thursday night by a final score of 114 to 103. It was an entertaining game. They fell to the uh, presumptive, I guess, uh, league MVP and Nikola Jokic. It was it was a, a fun game to watch, and the Timberwolves gave a little bit of a, a push in the second half. Anthony Edwards had a great second half, and, and the Wolves uh, made things interesting, kind of, sort of. But um, we'll talk game flow here off the top. Then we'll get into key takeaways from the game, and there are a few. And then we'll get into individual studs and duds. Um, today, I'm not I'm not going to spend much time on the ownership news. I'll address it here off the top, and then also some, I think there's plenty to talk about. I think likely what we'll do is is uh, have a Sunday show as the post-game pod following Saturday night's game, and then on Monday, talk a little bit more about ownership as, as we learn a little bit more. Nothing's official yet. Um, the report is out there that the Timberwolves have uh, been sold, or there's an agreement to sell the Timberwolves from Glenn Taylor to the Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez group. So, you know, I, I wanted to mention it off the top. We'll learn more once things become final, um, and uh, as they're as they're expected, to, as is expected to happen. So we'll talk about that on Monday's show, and then also um, I want to talk a little bit more about Rookie of the Year. I mean, uh, by by Monday, we're I mean Monday is also going to be the post game pod from Sunday's game. I mean that's the end of um, that's the end of the season. The Wolves play Saturday Sunday, and the season's over. So a back-to-back, and that's it. Um, so we'll have plenty to talk about early next week, because then I want to get into talking about awards. Um, Zach Lowe at the ESPN had a great article about uh, his votes for each award, and he gave a reasoned explanation for why he'd choose LaMelo Ball over Anthony Edwards, but it's close. Actually, almost, it's almost identical to to the overall sentiment I've shared in talking about this award in the past. Um, the cliff notes are that you could absolutely make an argument for Anthony Edwards based on his real improvement in the second half of the season and his overall heavier minutes load than the mellow ball. Um, and if you believe that's sustainable, it's easy to see why Edwards should be the rookie of the year. But at the same time, it's really hard to argue against the mellow ball. Who's been much, much better by any stretch of any advanced metric. Um, and has been on a better team, frankly, even though the wolves have been pretty decent since Chris Finch took over and, and especially in the past 15 or so games. So I want to talk about that early next week and give kind of my, my final pitch for Anthony Edwards as rookie of the year. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff coming up here immediately following the season. And of course we'll also mention NBA playoffs and kind of keep an eye on that as we go through the playoffs. But I, I want to talk about postseason awards. I want to talk about, or I should say end of season awards. I want to talk about the ownership group. I want to start getting into draft stuff. Um, and you know, it's funny for not having a game from March until December, I, there was just, you know, there was a lot of those conversations, right? I mean, I spent a lot of time talking about the draft for about six, seven months and, uh, and, and really not, you know, just kind of the general NBA news cycle and all that stuff. And then it's been all games now since December, which is, which is obviously what it should be. But now we're flipping back into, into the realm of 
you know, what's next for the Timberwolves? What does this thing look like? What does the offseason look like for Minnesota? And what will this roster look like in the fall? And that's going to be a really fun thing to talk about. Of course, the draft lottery is upcoming in a few weeks. That's going to be fascinating. Um, and we'll talk reverse standings here as well in the coming days because uh, it's still possible the Wolves could end up anywhere from, um, I think, from second to fourth. Uh, we just we just don't know yet. Or I'm sorry, I guess they're not going to finish second anymore. Um, well, I guess they technically could. Most likely they're going to be uh, between third and sixth when it's all said and done. So there still could be a lot between now and the Monday show. Well, you know, a lot could change based on what, where the Timberwolves land in the reverse standing. So um, anyway, what I want to do first is talk game flow from Wolves Nuggets. We'll get into key takeaways and individual studs and duds as we always do on the postgame podcast. A quick reminder at the top, you can follow the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts appears to be syncing mostly properly at this point. So if you listen on Apple, you should be able to hear the show. Google, Spotify, the all-new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow on Twitter at Locked on T-Wolves and at B-Beacon. That's B-Beacon, two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Okay, um, game flow in this one. So the Nuggets outscored the Timberwolves by nine in the first quarter, and it, and it really was. I mean, it was their their highest scoring quarter by far. They didn't score more than twenty nine in any other quarter. The Wolves' defense was was just like a, a f- not a half step, like a full step slow in the first quarter. Um, there were multiple blowbys on the perimeter. They were they rebounded the ball very poorly. Um, Denver just in the first quarter alone had six offensive rebounds. For the game, they had 14, which is not great. But six of the 14 were in the first quarter, and four of them were by Nikola, Nikola, Nikola Jokic. Um, and that that's an issue. Um, so offensive, or excuse me, defensive rebounding for the Timberwolves, overall perimeter defense, allowing blowbys and penetration was a big problem in the, in the first quarter of this game. Jokic had 16 points in the first quarter on 8 of 12 shooting. And uh, Towns, when matched up with him, struggled to slow him down. Denver's starting lineup, they started Jokic, as well as JaVel McGee and Aaron Gordon at the three, and then a smaller backcourt of Facuna Campazzo, um, the rookie Argentinian that the Timberwolves tried to sign in the offseason before he went to Denver, and Austin Rivers was the starting lineup. And Denver is such a deep team. I mean, Jamichael Green, Paul Millsap coming off the bench, and then guys that they've found and and developed as well, uh, whether it's Shaquille Harrison and Marcus Howard and um, and Vlatko Chankar. I mean, there's there's... It continues to be impressive, by the way. This is a, this is a, an aside, but how Denver finds and develops these players, um, whether they're second rounders, undrafted, international guys, um, it's just really impressive. And Mike Malone's a fantastic coach. But at any rate, the Timberwolves struggled defensively. They struggled on the glass. Offensively, it was okay for the Wolves in the first quarter. It wasn't it wasn't all that effective or efficient. Um, Carl Anthony Towns was, was really the only guy who brought anything to the table offensively. The Wolves did hit four threes in the first quarter and, um, it was just, you know, the bench came in and didn't do much when, when those guys started coming in, Jane McDaniels came off the bench again for the Wolves and the Wolves ultimately ended up countering the Nuggets lineup by playing more of Nas Reed at the four and, and less overall in the night that we saw, um, you know, less Jared Vanderbilt. He only played 18 minutes. We saw less, Jane McDaniels, he only played 17 minutes. Wancho only played 15. So we saw a lot of Nas Reed with Towns to try and combat the big lineup and the rebounding of JaVel McGee and Nikola Jokic and Aaron Gordon at the three. Um, and so Finch tried to go with the bigger lineup, which works against uh, inferior teams is a tough thing to say when you're talking about one of the league's worst teams. But I guess in the second half of the season, when the Wolves were playing, you know, the Detroits and the um, and the Orlandos and some of the, those teams... If the situation was right, going big with Nasrid at the four and either McDaniels or Wancho at the three, 
is something that worked pretty well for Chris Finch. In this game, it it didn't bomb. I mean, Niles wasn't bad. It just didn't work. Obviously, the Wolves didn't win. Um, but it's something they tried to respond or it tried in order to respond to the poor rebounding first quarter, and it just didn't quite happen. Um, as the game went on, the Wolves kind of hung around and made things interesting in the third quarter. Second quarter, was it was all D-low for the Timberwolves, and nobody else scored more than four points. Um, all D-low in the second quarter. And the Wolves at halftime were down 11. Um, and, you know, you look at the first half and for Denver, it was Jokic. For the Wolves, it was Townsend Russell. And that was kind of it. There weren't, there wasn't much that happened from the, from the role players. And then, and Anthony Edwards was really quiet. I mean, he only had seven points in the first half, only took five shots. But then in the third quarter alone, he had 18 points. Anthony Edwards put up 18 points on five of seven shooting, made three threes, got to the free throw line for seven attempts. And the Timberwolves won the third quarter by eight and were only down three going to the fourth. Uh, Jokic had another big quarter. He was efficient. He made all of his shot attempts from the field in the third. And um, I mean, Towns didn't really do much. He had a difficult quarter. He shot just two of eight. Um, and it was just, the offense was going through Anthony Edwards and it worked to, to the tune of, you know, being a plus, what was a plus eight for the quarter. Um, and so Minnesota was only down three going to the fourth and it seemed like they could have a chance to really hang around. And that's when the offense kind of reverted back to the first quarter offense. And I, I should say Denver's defense really locked down and, and Minnesota after the first quarter was okay defensively. It was just that first quarter was miserable. Um, only three players scored for the Wolves in the fourth. One of them, or they were led by Nas Reed. He scored seven points in the fourth quarter. Edwards and Towns combined for seven points. D'Lo did not score a single point in the fourth quarter, missed two threes and missed two free throws. Ricky Rubio attempted one shot in the fourth quarter. Um, Jane McDaniels only played six fourth quarter minutes. So Minnesota really struggled down the stretch in this game on both ends of the floor, uh, especially offensively. You know, on the defensive end of the floor, they actually weren't terrible after the first quarter, um, as I mentioned a moment ago. But the fourth quarter, the Wolves just couldn't get anything going on offense. And in Denver, I mean, it's easy to forget, you know, Nikola Jokic isn't a fantastic defender, but he's not bad. This team's 11th um, following this game. They're 11th in the league in defensive rating. I mean, they're a decent defensive team. And you got guys like JaVale McGee, and and he's a good defender. Um, They've been able to, Aaron Gordon's a good defender. They've been able to manage with some minus defenders like a Campazzo or an Austin Rivers who have, um, you know, not, not, um, not awful, awful defenders. Austin Rivers has improved over the course of his career. But um, for the most part, I mean, this team is a solid defensive team and you know, the wolves were still competitive. They ended up only losing by 11. It was never really all that close in the fourth quarter. I think, uh, the, I shouldn't, well, I mean, they were only down three headed to the fourth, but things got out of control pretty quickly. I mean, uh, the nuggets went on a quick, uh, quick seven to two run. Anthony Edwards had a technical foul early in the quarter. Um, and the closest they really, they, they were within five with about eight minutes to play. And then it never got, it never really stayed within, nine points the rest of the game. It was just a low scoring frame and and the Nuggets kind of squeezed the life out of the rest of this game. So um, a, a solid performance from the Timberwolves, albeit uneven, a terrible defensive first quarter, terrible rebounding first quarter. We'll get into key takeaways here in a minute. Um, but that's how things went down on Thursday night in Denver. Okay, next up, I want to talk about key takeaways from this game. Before we do that, though, let's talk about our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, 
odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's talk key takeaways from Wolves Nuggets on Thursday night. Number one, rebounding. Once again, uh, Minnesota, I mentioned they gave up six offensive rebounds just in the first quarter to the Denver Nuggets. Overall, for the for the quarter, total rebounds, they were a minus eight, 17 to nine in the first quarter. They never recovered. They ended up being a minus 10 for the game in this one. Uh, and a lot of it was due to that 35 point first quarter, the the six offensive rebounds they gave up and they were just kind of behind the eight ball for the rest of the game. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns had double digit rebounds. He's hasn't done that quite as much recently. And Anthony Edwards actually pulled down seven rebounds in this game. But I mean, Nas Reed played 31 minutes, had six rebounds and uh, Vando only played 18 minutes, which contributed to the rebounding issues. And, and well, Nas Reed is certainly a better matchup in some ways against a Jokic, JaVel McGee front court. Um, it, it's tough to look at this and say, well, you know, Jared Vanderbilt is, I mean, on a, on an efficient, you know, rebound efficiency basis, he's arguably the second best rebounder on this team. Um, and I'm going to pull up rebound right to see if I'm, I'm right on that, but I'm pretty confident. I mean, Jared Vanderbilt is the, yeah, yeah. So Jared Vanderbilt actually has a better rebound rate than Carl Anthony Towns. He's second to only Ed Davis on the team, which we can throw that out. Ed's only played 23 games, but Vando has a 17.2% rebound rate. Carl Anthony Towns is a 16.8 and third is Nas Reed and he's down at 12.9%. That's rebound rate on the season. And um, incidentally, this is tied for Towns' worst rebound rate of his career, tied with last season. Um, for his career, he's 19%, but over the past two seasons, he's been 16.8%. And uh, I mean, not that this not that this matters, but he's still in date, uh, probably not at this point with only three games left, but Towns is barely going to average a double-double this year um, with 10.5 rebounds per game, three games to play. Um, so it, Towns, Towns rebounded the ball a little bit in this game. Nas did as well. And it was more just a function of uh, the Nuggets got all those offensive rebounds. Jokic was great. JaVel McGee was great. They combined for 11 offensive rebounds, those two, Jokic and JaVel McGee. And the first quarter issues were, were the biggest problem, but that's what got the Wolves down by nine at the end of the first quarter was their inability to rebound the ball. And we've seen that over the past year plus as a major issue for the Timberwolves. Um, that generally has been better of late. And I've talked quite a bit about it, but it's improved for the most part. Um, second thing is free throw shooting. Didn't talk about this at all in first segment, but the Wolves were only 19 of 32 at the line in this game, 59.4%. That's brutal. And it wasn't like one guy. I mean, D'Angelo Russell had a bad night, but everybody else was just kind of, you know, didn't have, I mean, Anthony Edwards was nine of 12, but that's still a hair below his season average of 70, you know, 75% for the game is slightly below where he's been at for the season. Towns only attempted six free throws in this game. D'Lo was two of six at the line, which is, uh, you know, Obviously not good, especially for somebody who's a good free throw shooter. He actually had a decent game offensively, 17 points on 12 shots, shot 50% from the field, made three threes, but shot himself on the foot with a two of six from the line. And uh, everybody else, Nas, two of four. Wancho and Jordan McLaughlin were each one of two, and that was it. Um, so you had you had three guys shoot, or four guys shoot 50% or worse from the line. And then you had Towns at four of six, which is much worse than he would typically do. And Anthony Edwards at nine of 12. So it was a team effort to, to really um, struggle at the charity stripe in this game. And that matters. I mean, they only lost by 11, but think about as you go throughout the game, 
if the Wolves had picked up an extra point or two here or there and, and you're down by, you know, four instead of five or you're down by, um, you know, going to the fourth quarter, maybe you're down by one instead of three. I mean, obviously those points matter. Um, it's maybe less obvious. Like we're not sitting here going, man, free throw shooting. That wasn't the first thing I said about this game because the Wolves weren't, I mean, it was a double digit game down the stretch, right? It was hovering around 10 points. It's not like they missed a bunch of free throws in the final four minutes, but over the course of the game, again, captain obvious here, but those points really add up, especially, and it hurts when the Nuggets only went to the line 11 times. The Wolves actually defended without fouling extremely well in this game and had a, uh, they, the Nuggets went to the line 11 times. The Wolves shot 32 free throws. So uh, I guess what's the math on that? 19 uh, is the, or 20, 21. Um, so the Wolves had 21 more free throw attempts than the Nuggets, but they only managed to pick up nine additional points in those 21 shots. Imagine if they just picked up a normal amount and it wasn't nine of 21, right? In those 21 shots, if the Wolves, uh, I don't know, what's what would 75% be? That would be like 16. So you pick up seven points and all of a sudden this is a, this is a, uh, a four point game. Yeah, obviously that's a crude way of looking at it. And that's not, it's not exactly how you'd break that down, but consider that the Wolves shot 21 more free throws, but they only made nine more than the nuggets in this game. Denver was 10 of 11. The Wolves were 19 of 32. So, um, you know, again, I'll, I'll repeat that because I think I said it weird, but say, you know, they shot 21 extra free throws, say they made 16, which would have been a hair above 75%. That would have given them seven additional points. And again, they lost by 11. So free throw shooting was a big issue in this one. And, and the Wolves aren't a terrible free throw shooting team. So it was extra frustrating. And, and the fact that they were aggressive going to the basket and town or Edwards had 12 free throw attempts and Towns and Russell combined for 12 free throw attempts. They just couldn't make enough of them. Okay. Uh, the last key takeaway is the rotation. I mentioned this a little bit related to Nas's heavy minutes in this game. Really interesting the way that Chris Finch, I, I always just think it's fascinating because Ryan Saunders was pretty predictable with his rotations and didn't often try things, but Finch, you don't like he started, he easily could have started, um, you know, Jade McDaniels in this game would have made sense. He could have stuck with Jared Vanderbilt because of the rebounding prowess of Vando that I mentioned earlier, but instead he decided to go heavy with Nas Reed and Nas was okay. He had 10 and six. He was 04 outside the arc, but he was four or five on two point attempts, but he just decided Finch decided that the Townsend Reed front court would be the best match for a, a JaVale McGee, Nikola Jokic front court, um, which then meant that it was a rotation basically of Jaden McDaniels and Wancho Hernan Gomez playing the three and mostly guarding Aaron Gordon, who had a pretty good game for his, uh, his, I guess, still relatively new team. Of course, him joining them just prior to the trade deadline. Um, Gordon had 15 points in and was third in scoring, tied for third in, or actually no, tied for second in scoring on the Nuggets in this game. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I would have done anything differently. It was just interesting, right? I mean, Josh Kogan only played three minutes and and of all the teams, the Nuggets don't have a bunch of like strong isolation scores on the perimeter, which is when Josh Kogan sees his most impactful minutes. The Nuggets are more of a, you know, the way that they play is much more free flowing and more like what Chris Finch wants to do in Minnesota. Um, with Towns is how they play through Jokic and a just fits a little bit less and the Wolves got down early and needed offense. So it makes sense why he only played three minutes in this game. Um, but still, I, and, and I will say this though, I like that Chris Finch is willing to try different things and shift his rotations around. And at the same time, it's not random. Like, I mean, Jalen Noel got a DNP CD after playing in the last, I think three games maybe. Um, but it's not a shock to see him not play. And Jake Lehman's obviously out of the rotation. And um, it's just one night, it might be Jade McDaniels playing 35 minutes. Another night, it might be Jared Vanderbilt, like we just saw recently, or it might be Nas Reed. And and he's trying to find lineup combinations. He's 
been willing to try very different things. And I, I appreciate that about Chris Finch. And I'm excited to see where that goes next year. And of course, how different this roster looks, we don't know yet. But um, it, it's been good to be able to see Jared Vanderbilt play more minutes. And also the Jade McDaniels at the three experiment is still very much um, up in the air about if that's effective or not. But at any rate, um, interesting to watch the the rotations in this game from Chris Finch. All right, I want to close the show by doing individual studs and duds. Um, we'll peek ahead at the weekend and uh, set up the first part of next week and what we, we will be talking about on the show uh, once we get to next week. So uh, first though, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. No questions asked. It absolutely is. There's nine delicious flavors to choose from. Um, coconut is what I've been on a lot lately. Mint brownie's fantastic. Salted caramel. Uh, there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories. Try finding a candy bar with only 130 calories. Only four grams of sugar and four grams net carbs. You can go to builtbar.com and you can use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. And I have done that um, uh, a lot, actually. I've had a lot of first orders, if you will, with the promo code LOCK15. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Again, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. You don't want to miss out. Uh, try that mix box. And then from there, just pick your favorite flavor and get a box of, of just those. That's what I did. I did the mix box and it was a great decision. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off. Okay, let's talk individual studs and duds for Wolves Nuggets. Uh, number one for the Timberwolves, number one stud of the game for Minnesota is Anthony Edwards, 29 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two blocks, and a massive third quarter when he dropped 18 points on seven shot attempts, got to the free throw line a bunch. And uh, five assists to one turnover is great. A couple of blocks is great. Eight of 16 from the floor is fantastic. 50% for the field. Four of nine from three is awesome. He got hot in the third quarter from deep. I think it was three of four in the quarter. Nine of 12 for the free throw line, which is fine. Um, really, uh, well, he did the majority of his damage, 18 of his 29 points in the third quarter. If you take his box score line and look at his game as a whole, um, I mean, he was fantastic in this game. This is this is the rookie of the year version. This is the version of Anthony Edwards that would vie for the rookie of the year. It does vie for the, and is vying for the rookie of the year. A 29, seven and five with two blocks, only one turnover, 50% from the floor, a hair under 50% from three, 12 free throw attempts. That is the profile of a guy who has gotten better throughout the season and is legitimately in the rookie of the year conversation. A really solid game from Anthony Edwards. He's competed a little bit more defensively of late, certainly in the second half of the season, but especially lately. And, uh, you know, it's it's been great to see that. From, from Anthony Edwards. He continues to, to look better and better, and the argument for Rookie of the Year is, is a real one. Um, so great game from Ant. Number two for me in this one, um, he it's actually kind of tough uh, because you know a lot of times, especially recently, it's been hard to come up with only three studs, and it's hard to name a dud in the game. Um, but both Carl Anthony Towns, I'm going to give, I'm, they're going to share it. I can't give one of them a dud because they were basically the entire, that trio, the, the quote-unquote big three, was the only thing the Wolves had going for them offensively in this game, but neither Towns or Russell had a fantastic game. So I'm going to break the rules and, and give each of them a half of a stud in this game. Towns had a nice, you know, 20 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. That sounds nice. But he shot 33% from the floor, six of 18. He committed five turnovers to only f to, to the four assists, no steals, no blocks. And Jokic went off in this game. Um, and obviously there's no shame in, in allowing Jokic to score 31 points, but um, I, Jokic is almost certainly going to be the MVP, but he had 31, 14, only four assists and a couple of turnovers for, for Jokic. 
But Towns had had a, just a, a little bit of a difficult game. He was four of seven on threes. He was four of six on free throw attempts. Didn't get to the line as much as he should have. Uh, but it was an okay game from Towns. Just wasn't that impressive. Um, D'Angelo Russell, 17 points on six of 12 shooting, which is nice. 50% shooting, right? But he only had two assists, three rebounds, and two turnovers. So two assists to two turnovers. Three of seven on threes, but he's only two of six at the free throw line, and which is super uncharacteristic. I mean, you're looking at a, a guy who for his career has been a really good free throw shooter. And he essentially led the march to the bottom in this one when it comes to free throw shooting with the Wolves struggling as a team from from the line. Um, and D'Lo was a big part of that. But you take that out of the equation and then you're only looking at, well, he didn't really distribute in this game. He had some wild passes, just was kind of um, a beat off in on the offensive end of the floor. But he still, you look up, but he still got 17 points on 12 shots, which is nice. Um, so not a great game from D'Lo, but he gets half of a stud, gets to share that one with Carl Anthony Towns. Third for me, it's really tough to come up with the third one in this game. Um, I'm going to give it to Jordan McLaughlin because he was asked uh, to to play. Um, I mean, Josh Kogi barely played in this game and McLaughlin still only played 14 minutes, but he was good in those minutes. He was only a minus one in a game the Wolves lost by 11, uh, which was the second best mark of anybody off the bench. He had six points, three rebounds, two assists, only one turnover, two of two from the field, hit his only three-point attempt. And uh, the Wolves, I mean, McLaughlin's been, hasn't, been quite as impressive this year as he was last year. And part of that's uneven playing time. And there was a, an injury in there. I guess it was COVID-19 right after the All-Star break, I believe that was mixed in there. So, um, you know, good for J-Mac to, to play a little bit better in this one. And, and I'd like to see him get an opportunity here in the last couple of games, because remember, he's going to be a restricted free agent this offseason and he can't be a two-way player for a third straight year. So he's playing for a contract next year, whether it's with the Wolves or someone else. And um, this was a good performance from J-Mac. I mean, he helped pace the bench unit, which generally struggled. Um, I mean, they were fine when when some of those guys were mixed in with the offense, right? Or with the starters, I should say. When Nas Reed was kind of up and down in this game, but J-Mac was pretty good. Um, and so he'll get the third stud in this one in a game that the Wolves just kind of uh, had a, a little bit of an uneven performance at times. Similarly, it's kind of hard to come up with a dud in this one because this was just kind of a, you know, it was just kind of a, the performance was just there for the Timberwolves. There was no, you know, eyesore of a performance. So we're going to, again, kind of cheat because neither of these guys were terrible, but they were the ones with the worst shooting percentages in this game. Ricky Rubio, the same week that he was named the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week by yours truly uh, for his performance over the past week, Ricky had a tough game. Six points, six rebounds, five assists, and just two of nine shooting, two of six on threes, did not get to the free throw line, which is a little bit uncharacteristic for Ricky. He only had one turnover and uh, he actually had the, the second best plus minus among the starters, still a minus five. But uh, the shooting night, it was tough. He missed a couple of threes early in the game, knocked one down in the corner shortly after that. But, but that was only one of only two shots he made all night. And in a game when the wolves, you know, other offensive players really struggled. Um, they only had four guys in double figures, Edwards, Towns, Russell, and then Nasreed had 10 off the bench. So disappointing to see Ricky um, be a no-show again in the scoring column. The other one for me is Juancho Hernan Gomez. He was the, the Wolves' worst plus-minus by far at a minus 14 in only 15 minutes, which is tough to do. Four points, three rebounds, but he shot just one of four from the field and missed uh, two of his three three-point attempts against his former team. So uh, also two turnovers in only 15 minutes. So a tough game for Juancho, a tough game for Ricky, and uh, the Wolves ultimately lose by 11 points to the Denver Nuggets. Um, but again, not an awful performance, competitive. Uh, they made this thing a game due to Anthony Edwards, or thanks to Anthony Edwards' third quarter effort. And unfortunately, Jokic is really good. The Nuggets have a deep roster. They've got a great coach and the Timberwolves couldn't make free throws. And there you go. And also, you know, putting yourselves in a, a nine point hole in the first quarter because you can't offensive rebound the ball or excuse me, defensive rebound the ball. 
um, that's an issue. And that's hence the Wolves lose by 11. So um, entertaining game nonetheless. Next up for the Timberwolves, they have another uh, couple of likely or certain playoff teams. And remember this weekend, we're looking at afternoon games because the NBA, or I should say Saturday, I guess is an afternoon game, not Sunday. So Saturday matinee against the Boston Celtics at 1 PM. Um, so we'll have a post game podcast. We'll probably post Sunday morning, um, at following that game. So no podcast on Saturday. We'll have a Sunday podcast as a post game pod from the, the Saturday matinee against the Celtics. And then the season ends on Sunday night. We'll do a quick preview of that as part of Sunday's show. Wolves, Mavs, 8 PM, um, or excuse me, I guess 7, 7 PM on, uh, on Sunday night, Wolves, Mavs at target center. And then the season's over and we'll, we'll have plenty of content next week related to the end of the season awards season, rookie of the year conversations. And we'll look ahead to the draft. We'll talk Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez is that will become official at some point in the next few days. And I'm sure there'll be a press conference and all that good stuff. So there will be plenty to talk about next week. And then we get the NBA playoffs. So there's, there's a lot going on um, with the NBA draft lottery on the heels of that. So uh, be sure you're following the podcast. If you're not already, you can follow anywhere you like to listen to podcasts that includes Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Google, also the all new Odyssey. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, the Odyssey app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and at B-Beacon. That's B Beacon, two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. All right, that's all I have for you today. Thanks once again for listening to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. A reminder that today's show was brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Thanks once again for listening. My name is Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Have a great weekend. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, can the New York Mets follow in the New York Knicks footsteps? That's the question of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.